Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Daily Rebound Podcast. My name is Victor, and today I'm here with KT over at KT Nation from Anchor. How's it going, KT? Going great. What's up, Rebound Nation? Glad to have you on, man, and to talk about the San Antonio Spurs. Are you excited? Oh, yeah. I mean, I've, I've been a Spurs fan since a little kid, so it's always good. To, especially in my area of the world. Like, um, I'm from New Jersey. You wouldn't think, like, a New Jersey guy is a Spurs fan, so... Definitely a good team to talk about. <laughs> nice. Uh, that's, that's cool you're in New Jersey. Um, I guess before we, we start on, do you want to go ahead and tell everybody a little bit about yourself and about your station over on Anchor or anything else that you, you would like to let everyone know? Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll tell you about a couple of things. So how I got started into a Spurs fan to start off with that, um, I actually remember I was not born when David Robinson played, but I remember him and then, when I was a kid, I just remember this guy named Tim Duncan, and ever since then, he just handled himself with so much class, and I, I idolized him playing, and then when we got Tony and Manu, it, it, it just was the original big three, in my opinion. Then, of course, you had, like, LeBron yeah. and Dwayne. Yeah. But then, uh, that's how I really just love the, you know, the system pop runs over there is amazing, but we'll get more into that later. Uh, definitely on Anchor, for, the, for those of you who don't know me, I'm KT Nation. KT, like some call me the curator. But uh, my anchor's growing, definitely, and uh, it's, it's definitely climbing because uh, I started June 29th, and here I am, almost, you know, 40K claps later. And the last thing before we get to the combo is uh, my podcast. I actually have my own podcast. Check it out, Touch Clutch Opinions. We're 12 episodes in. I just recently took a vacation, so kind of slow, but it's getting back to it. Just getting to uh, fight this jet lag, and hopefully by next week I'll start uh, – Posting more episodes than that. As always, follows me on uh, Apple Podcasts, leaving iTunes reviews. Sweet man, uh, yeah, yeah. What what uh, what are you talking about over on your podcast? I I didn't realize you had one going. That's uh, my fault for yeah, not realizing uh, that. That's okay. Uh, actually, it's not much. I don't really talk about sports on my podcast now because the problem is it's kind of that old adage like not everyone likes sports, but I talk more about like world problems and how to help the future, like kind of my generation, like, like, but it's kind of like more like freshman, sophomore to about like 25, like 16 through 25. I really want to help them out. So that's what I kind of talk about. I've talked about, for example, the music, how it affects our generation. And I've actually had guests on Anchor, college tuition, uh, teen driving. Tomorrow I'm going to talk about uh, New Jersey driving laws that it's supposed to rechange again. So, it's pretty interesting, so if you want to definitely leave a follow-up, I'll, uh, I'll let you send a link after the show. Yeah, definitely. I'd be more than happy to listen to it and check that out. That that sounds actually like a lot of fun and a lot of good information that you, that you have over there, Then, because I think that's definitely important. Yeah, and I'm thinking about the one the one sports thing I'll do, if, if, I think this is big, is uh, youth sports. Like, what's the what's the impact of youth sports on kids' heads and like concussions and stuff, because I see, I mean, yes, football is the main thing, but you got to realize soccer too, when you hit, you do headbutts and, and even basketball, you know, just running up down the court, you know, keeping hydrated. It, it, it definitely is, you know, as parents out there, it's concerning. So that's why I like to tackle those topics and, you know, pass it along to people. So a little bit more sure, about me. Sure. Nice. Nice. Okay, great. So as we dive in here, Talking about the San Antonio Spurs, now they were the second-ranked team in the Western Conference last year, 
with 61 wins, 21 losses. They, I think, performed beyond expectations what people had originally planned for them. Um, they surprised me again, but, I mean, they're they're just the most consistent franchise in the NBA for like the past 15 years straight. And it's just crazy how how often these guys have been um, able to get to the playoffs, get to the finals, win a few championships in between. Um, I'm curious to know, though, your thoughts on last season. What were your thoughts? Yeah, the first thing I, I knew, like we were like the all-star break, I'm like, no one's talking about us, flying under the radar. We got our superstar Kawhi. He's flying under the radar. You know, and, and we were we were just flying under the radar the whole season under the Warriors' wing. And I remember it was one point, it was that, that debacle, I'm pretty sure it was Saturday night, I think the third Saturday night primetime game on ABC against the Warriors where Aldridge had a heartbeat problem, Kawhi sat out with a concussion, uh, and then the Warriors just, they, they, they tanked and they just sat out everybody. And we won that game. We were in first place or, like, tied for first. I thought right there we, we might have had a shot at the number one seed, but that didn't work out. So I was like, okay. And when we made the playoffs, I, I was surprised that we had a tough time with the Grizzlies. But I knew because of the, the, the style the Grizzlies play, very brute and, and tough. So I figured, okay, we got through it. But we lost Tony Parker. That, that kind of – threw us off for the rest of the playoff series because Tony was, I, he was unbelievable in the playoffs. I mean, he turned it up to another level that was like vintage Tony 2006 or something. I mean, it, it's crazy. And then we moved on to the Rockets. Let me tell you, vintage Ginobili came out in the game five. I still remember that Harden block. Oh, my goodness. At the end, that was crazy. But even, even that series, when, even, even that series when Kawhi hurt his ankle, and overtime, you could just see the pain. And my, my, I was I was screaming at the team, oh, no. I know Kawhi wants to be out there for his teammates. He's probably going to say, you know, nothing in the press conference. But he's like, you know. But I, I knew Pop had something planned for game six. Dude, I had a feeling if we could get Kawhi that extra day of rest and we win the game, it'd be easy. And LaMarcus, I know he, he gets a lot of heat, especially from Spurs Nation, which I'm, I I still trust him. But we'll talk about that a little a little later. I knew when he stepped up with 34 points, I mean, it, it was it was straight fire. And I figured, okay, now we move on to Golden State. And then game one happened. <laughs> oh, man, I, that was a tough, tough moment. I mean, we were up 31-10 at the end of one. And I was thinking, this can't be real. I, I just had this one out for, uh, to eat. And then I came back, and I'm like, oh, my goodness. I thought for sure we'd be down by five or something. But we were up by 20, and I'm thinking, this is our chance. And then, you know, third quarter, Seven minutes, 48 seconds left. You know, we're up by 25, and then all of a sudden, footgate happens, and then Kawhi, you know, falls down. And after that, we just kind of lost our sputterings, and we, lost, we we thought for sure if Kawhi stayed healthy, at least I thought for sure if he stayed healthy, that would have been a six or at least a seven-game series. And then at the end of the at the end of the uh, at least the end of game four, although we didn't win anything, we, I did win. Well, I guess we kind I kind of won with the Manu Ginobili send off there, and not even a send-off. He's coming back, but that was pretty touching. So, overall, the season was very under the radar in the regular season, and then we rose in the playoffs, and then you know, just, you know how it works. One injury, just the fate of luck of uh, the basketball guy. So, uh, definitely, but like I said, I think yeah. it's our 18th consecutive season over 50 wins, which is crazy. Uh, yeah, I, I think I think we'll we'll be back. So, And especially Kawhi, and he, he, he'll be back for sure. 
He's 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 getting close to uh, I would think prime maybe in two more years. I think he still has two more years. Even he says he's even going to. I think there were times that where Kawhi would just like in the off season, like right now, he wouldn't even go like the NBA Olympic team. He just he would go to his apartment in San Diego State and just ball out. I mean, the guy just doesn't stop. Yeah, working. yeah. He's, he's a silent killer. No, I couldn't agree more. But he's a classy guy. I got to admit. Hopefully that was good. Yeah, he's the yeah, he's the heart of that team, man. He is for sure the reason why they had the success they did last year, becoming um much more of a, a better scorer and that dude just keeps getting better and better every year and his defense has always been uh locked down and solid and I was really bummed too when he did get hurt because I did want to see a series. I wanted to see someone challenge the Warriors. Um, yeah. I mean, the Spurs The Spurs had the best bet, I think, to challenge them. And it's really unfortunate about Tony Parker as well. Like you mentioned, he was playing like old Tony, and he was yeah. – um, yeah, I don't know where he, he brought that out of, but <laughs> came out of nowhere and started looking like uh, three, four years younger yeah. Tony Parker. And, yeah, and, and I just really – I liked the season last year. Like you said, they flew way under the radar – and I was hoping they were going to add another piece this off season at the point guard position, like Chris Paul, yeah, um, or maybe just I, just somebody else, someone big name that would have helped them a lot. Yeah, the off season. I mean, we only made. I, I looked online. And I think we only made two or three moves. We we, lost, we actually lost. I forgot to mention this guy. We lost Jonathan Simmons, and I remember during the Golden State game that we didn't win anything, but he was impressing. I mean. I stayed up late for those games. I had a school night, and I just saw him just balling, balling out. I mean, he had like 20 points in one game against the Warriors. The problem was that's where the Lamarcus hate came in because he wasn't stepping out. He looked like a, I, I guess they said, looked like a baby according to analysts because he just was kind of picky <laughs> with the shots. But that's understandable. But yeah, Simmons was a great player, and he went to the Magic. So we actually did get the only centerpiece we got this offseason was Rudy Gay. But he tore his Achilles with the Kings. I don't know how it's going to work, but hopefully he's all recovered. And I think he could be a big piece because I don't think Tony's going to be ready in time with that quadriceps injury. And I'm sure Patty Mills will get it done uh, to start off the season. And Patty's always a great pace maker, so expect him to hit the occasional three, you know. And obviously, Danny Green, we still got. Uh, oh, we signed Matt Costello. I, I, I see the potential in him. And I think David Bertans is a, and Murray are very good players, uh, young players that could rise up in the uh, future, too. Yeah, I really like DeJounte Murray. I think they're going to rely a lot on him, too, next season, along with Patty Mills to kind of hold down the guard positions until Tony Parker comes back. And even then, I feel like Popovich is going to probably still rest Tony because he is oh, 35 years old, you know, and he can't really uh, play heavy minutes, especially after coming back from an injury. And and they already do such a great job of resting their players oh, during the actual NBA season. And I really like, like you said, DeJounte Murray, um, the other two, gu- uh, two guys that they picked up in the draft. And there's someone who kind of flew under the radar during the summer, his name is Bryn Forbes, who the Spurs signed. Yeah. And he was, like, balling out in summer league, averaging, like, 30 points a game or something like that. And I was like, where who's, where'd this guy come from? And so I was super excited to see that the Spurs have him. And in that system, I think he'll 
definitely get some minutes because Popovich will be pretty flexible, I think, into allowing younger players with minutes and playing time. So curious to know, um, did you did you get a chance to see Bryn Forbes at all during the summer league? Uh, I don't know. I, I was on vacation, actually, so I probably didn't. But oh, that's right. Did, that's right. Yeah, I did see Forbes, I think, in a playoff game against the Warriors because, you know, we were down like 25, and we had no point of putting our starters in. But uh, definitely, I, I did see some shiny moments. He hit a couple threes during the playoff games. Uh, I could see him definitely developing as a predecessor to Tony or maybe, you know, Murray, I, I, maybe. Uh, but the future looks bright at the point guard position. That You know, I, I really think the Spurs have a – honestly, it, it, it's almost like baseball kind of. It's like the farm system. And the Spurs have, honestly, I think the second – no, the best farm system if we were going to go off that kind of reference analogy in the league. I mean, we know how to develop players and – and, he, and sometimes you don't even know the players, you know. It's like, who's this guy? And, and, and he just performs kind of kind of similar to that Bill Belichick thing and, and the Patriots. I didn't know, you know, like, five people on the Super Bowl playing team. Like, and, it, and, they, you know, they come out of nowhere, you know. Just these analogies. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know if the Spurs are actually going to make another move before the trade deadline or just – any time in between then and now, I feel like they might because I, I don't know if Rudy Gay gets it done for them. Like you said, he's coming off that yeah. Achilles tear, and he is 30, 30 years old. I don't know how how well he's going to do this year, but I've heard next year after kind of a whole year of playing with the Achilles tear that players tend to play a little bit better. And so maybe not necessarily this year, but next year when they still have him under contract, then maybe he'll contribute enough for the team, but I was sad to see Dwayne Dedman go and yeah. also Jonathan Simmons, how you mentioned, you know, th- those two guys were, I think, uh, big parts of last year and, and now they're, they're no longer on the team. So yeah, it's, it's been an interesting summer for them for sure. Yeah. I think the only in about the Deadman, he didn't, he didn't, his story is an inspiration. He didn't play till he was 18. Simmons, I think he had to like put money into like a basketball try. I was crazy. But the only other move I can yeah, see yeah. is the, the Kyrie trade. I mean, if Kyrie has been linked to the Spurs, but I'm also hearing rumors if Kyrie goes there, we're going to have to lose Danny G and LaMarcus. So, I mean, I, I I personally don't know if that's the right move considering we already have a pretty good solid point guard position. So, I mean, as much as I like Kyrie as a player and respect him, I think he's still going to be in Cleveland. So, I, I think other than that, I think we're pretty much done with moves unless – you know, there's some n- nobody off the street, and no one pops. will probably just try him out, and you know, he'll make the team. But that—that's—I I think we're <laughs> pretty much uh, stand put uh, at this time. Yeah, I think so too, because I don't really see any other opportunities for the Spurs. I, I like I said, I was really hoping Chris Paul would have went there. He would have fit perfect. But yeah. since they didn't get him, I, I think the Kyrie situation that maybe he would flourish in the Spurs system. I think he's just very ball dominant though. And, and they like yeah. to move the ball and get everyone touches. And so I, I don't really know if he would be successful or not. I mean, maybe you just bank on it because he's a, a top talent in the point guard position and just try to see if things work out. But I don't know what's going to happen with Kyrie. That whole situation there in Cleveland has been crazy <laughs> for, for this past like 
30 days now, it feels like, and it's just been nuts, the whole trade trade uh, discussions. But, yeah, yes. so for next season, do you have any thoughts into what may happen in terms of their overall record? Do you think they're going to be right in the top again? Um, do you think they might slip a little bit since some more talent came over to the West? Um, yeah, I'm curious to know where you think they rank next year. Yeah, I think I'm actually going to put them in the two to four range, as in the Rockets and Thunder. PG-13 helping out the you know Westbrook as a sidekick, and then Harden Paul. But the only thing about Houston I didn't like about that move is they they traded Beverly and a couple other key pieces away. So I think that's where we could benefit. I'm still thinking we're going to fly under the radar. I don't know if we're going to get to like anything past 65 wins. I'm still thinking about the same. Maybe maybe 50. I, I, I'm not a big predictor, but I'll, I'll go like 59 and like 23. I mean, that sounds reasonable. I'm sure also there's also new rest yeah. rules they're putting into play, I think, or something about I don't know if you heard about that. or Like they're they're trying to limit like, you know, big game rest, uh, like on big games and stuff. So I'm sure Pop will be knowing him. He'll probably just fix the system and rewrite the rule book. But I think 59... <laughs> I mean, that, that man's a legend, but uh, 59-23, it's great. You know, I think that's a very reasonable number, and I think we'll we'll definitely be in the playoffs for, I don't know, 21st or 22nd straight years or tw- something crazy. I mean, we we just I – mean, we'll be back there, don't worry. I think two, two to four, as far as, like, a potential threat to the Warriors next year, it's going to be harder than this year, but I could see definitely – I mean, I, I I still have faith. If Kawhi didn't get injured in that game, I still thought that would have been a seven-game series. So, who knows? If we can just stay healthy and Kawhi does what Kawhi does silently, at least if we don't, you know, at least don't win a finals or something, at least get this man the MVP or something. Because I felt like if he had just, <laughs> you know, showed his support and just played the, that last series, I feel like the, it would have swayed. I mean, I know the voting ended before the playoffs, I think, or something, but in my mind, yeah. he, he was my MVP for the season. I mean, I know Westbrook put up ridiculous stats, but yeah, I'm hoping for at least a, a good, a decent, a, a regular season where we can rest our players and just really fly into the radar again, just like the typical Spurs way. And then hopefully everything works out. We can get like a two seed, maybe at the best. If not three, three or four, doesn't matter. So we'll still get home court for that first round and maybe second round, which is which is still good for making the. Definitely. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that two to four range is very realistic for them next year. And then, like I said, the Western Conference teams have gotten better with all the talent moving over from the Eastern Conference. So I'm going to say they're probably going to rank in between the exact same spots, between two and four. And they're probably going to hit around maybe 58 to 60 wins um, next year. And I, I'm just putting them in that category because they're just ultra consistent. Their offensive flow, yeah. the the coaching staff, you know, they just they are always at the top and they know how to do things right in the NBA, keep their players um somewhat healthy too. I mean, it's not their fault that these guys get injured. It's it's just a matter of age, wear and tear. And yeah, they're in the wrong scenario. You know, if Kawhi did, Kawhi didn't step on Zaza's foot, um, then you know, it could have been an entirely different series. Yeah, it's true. And that's the good thing about Pop though. I mean, he cares about players he even said that he cares about players future, not just, you know, the, the the moment. He cares about, let's say if you're a young player, you get hurt. He, he doesn't want you playing the next game. He wants you, you know, take as much time as you need. 
obviously in the playoff series, it's much more hard to make that decision because, you know, it's a playoff series. But he made a bold decision with the Kawhi, you know, game six against the Rockets. But a lot of people on Spurs Nation but now wasn't the right decision. But I was, you know, that's going to be right because I had a feeling that game, I had a feeling Harden just, he minute one, he just didn't look the same. And I figured, all right, it works. So you could tell Pop knows knows his system. He knows his stuff. I mean, there's a reason why he's a five-time champ, you know. He's, he he doesn't – and he doesn't, he doesn't <laughs> stop studying his game. I mean, it's it's crazy. That, that man – I mean, his press conferences seem, you know, dull or whatever, but you can't you can't complain. I mean, if it's not broke, don't fix it, you know. It's kind of that old theory, and it's not, it's not broke here. Soon. So, and, uh, of course, got a shout-out at R.C. Buford, my typical shout-out. Uh, but uh, great management up there, and – they always have the – they seem like they're always there because the management's there, the staff is there, and, of course, the players buy into the system, which not a lot of teams in the league, you know, have like – you know, like, like Cleveland, yeah, they buy into the system, but it seems like it's a soap opera every five minutes. Like here in San Antonio, the area, <laughs> it, 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 you don't hear any, anything. I mean, just, it's like a quiet – like it's almost like crickets. I mean, it's nice, though, you know. I think the players enjoy that, let's say. Yeah, for sure. And I think the, the Spurs have like that family environment as well. You see David Robinson, all the games, uh, the home games, you see Tim Duncan showing up. I heard he was still even working out with the team every day last season. So that's, yeah. that's just so crazy. And it goes to speak like all the, the core values Popovich has implemented in that franchise and that organization. And yeah, it's just been, it looks from the outside looking in, it looks like a great organization to be a part of. Yeah, and even, I think Tim uh, even gave like a some motivational speech. I don't know in the lock or like like locker room before a game one time. So it's like he, he's. I mean, yes, he. I, that was actually the first year of the post Duncan era, and I was surprised we did actually that well to replace him. And that that's that's where I think people got to give it. Well, Marcus some credit though. In the regular season, I really didn't think he had a problem. I I thought he was fine. It's just the playoffs. You know, he he, he kind of was more hesitant. Yes, I would explain. I would. I understand playoff experience is less, but you got to give the man credit too. You know, for it's due. He did. He did help us in the regular season, especially. I remember a couple close games in like against the Raptors. Uh, I remember we were down by three, and he hit like a clutch three. I remember these games, and I, I, I feel like I can still trust him. And I heard he wanted to leave the team. I report like about two weeks ago, but I don't know if that was true or not. But I think he'll be back with this. Yeah, I think so too. I, I don't see them moving him at this point. And they did bring on Pau Gasol as well. Uh, they brought him back on a three-year contract. A lot of money too. I was really surprised about that. Um, I think it was like three years, $16 million each year. So $48 million total. Yeah, um, so, I mean, they got those two big still. Uh, we'll see if Pau's still able to produce some numbers. But, yeah, I think LaMarcus has to be the number two option on that team next season. And has to take advantage of it too. I, I don't know if if it's like an attitude issue or motivation wise. It just seems like he he's given the opportunities. He just kind of needs to step up a little more frequently. I think. Yeah, because uh, honestly, we need that number two option, and that's that's what I'm thinking. Next season, with the free agency going to be wild, even wilder. I'm understanding. Next season, we could make a move then. But as far as the this upcoming season. Kawhi, I mean, Kawhi can do it on his own for like 
five games in a row. I think David Fisdale on a press conference called him a robot, but I mean, <laughs> robot or not, Kawhi, Kawhi, Kawhi can't do it alone. You know, every game is he'll start to wear out. So Lamarcus will definitely need to step it up. And obviously, I think old man Ginobili off the bench will be a big motivational factor. And and I'm sure Aldridge and Patty Mills could work something out in the regular season. I, I expect them to build chemistry. And I wouldn't be surprised if Danny Green finally well, – I, I, I still think Danny has uh, potential. I remember him back in the 13 finals or, or something like that where he, he hit like a record number of threes for the finals. I think I might be still a record. So – he has potential. I know. He, I know he does. So, I think I, I still expect big things from those guys. You know. Definitely, I, I think a lot of people do because of just that constant um, history that they have, and, and that they are they're able to produce every every single year. Yeah, not many teams. Do. I mean, I, I don't even. I mean, I guess you could say back in the day, but in this day, in this modern day NBA, and going through all the rule changes, too, from 10 years ago. It's crazy to think that they're the one of the few teams that – and think about it. There's not there's – not, this is not a super team. This is not – the difference between the Spurs and the Warriors, Warriors have four – to be honest with you, they, they have five all-stars possibly on the floor at all times. <laughs> Spurs, we have maybe – we got Kawhi – and I would say Lamarcus maybe, but I don't know if he made. I don't even know if he made the All Star team last year. I, I didn't actually watch the All Star game because uh, I thought it was kind of just a joke. But uh, they, I, hopefully they make rule changes. But uh, you know, five versus one, you're outnumbered. <laughs> you need to help. So I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Yeah. Well, actually, I'm going to say five versus two because I think uh, pops pops an X factor. But uh, even with the great coaching, Kawhi needs help, and uh, hopefully. Next year, Pop will maybe develop a system. Not just, I mean, he develops it for everybody, but maybe just a little bit more towards, you know, uh, even, I can't even say pass more because this team passes like crazy. I mean, they're one of the few teams that are unselfish, and they have the best three-point percentage, yes, but they don't take as I think they're the, they took the least amount of threes in the league, but their system works. The regular season system works. That's why they're, that's why they're always up there. And if they can just take that a step further, I think next year there's a good chance because if if Cleveland's a bottles in the East, and I always say I, I said this the past I think since uh, we were the last team versus the Heat actually uh, before the, the the trilogy of the Cavs versus Warriors, I said that after that 14 season, if the Warriors start making deals, and you know Curry had an MVP run. It's going to be whoever went to the West that was going to win the, the finals because the West is it's more it's more brutal to get through the West the East it's 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 brutal but it's not as bad you know it's just it's just the Cavs and maybe the Wizards are they're coming on the rise but it, it's crazy I mean the league is definitely changing and who knows you know who knows what's going to happen next year or this upcoming season excuse me October so it's getting close actually. It is, yeah. I'm, I'm really excited to see what all next season entails. And I do have one more question. Who's your favorite Spurs of all time? Well, it's tough. Uh, well, I'm actually I, I'm about to start college. I don't uh, I don't know many Spurs way in the back in the day. Uh, I, 
Boy, it's tough. I, I, I really do like Kawhi, the modern-day spur, but if I had to go back in the day, I, I, I got to go with Tony Parker. Because if you actually if you look at my profile picture, I'm only 5'8", and every time I play basketball, my friends are like, are you, what, are you Tony Parker out there? Or are you, I, I have these weird finishes when I play. <laughs> it's like crazy. They, they, they compare me to Tony, and it's funny because at one point I had his jersey. I lost it. I outgrew it. And they're like, oh, there's Tony. And, and it's pretty crazy. <laughs> it's a funny story. And the funny story was I remember one time I was playing with my buddy one-on-one, and I pulled, like, one of those crazy reverse layups to under him. He's like, whoa, you fell down just like Tony. I'm like, how old are you? <laughs> They, they pulled the old joke right in front of me. That, that's when Tony was 32. I mean, now he's close to 35. So that was like three years ago. So, yeah, it's funny, but I, I definitely would say Tony. But uh, honestly, you could pick any spur. I mean, they're just, they're just such a class organization. Tim's up there, Manu, uh, David Robinson, obviously. Even, I mean, even Bruce Bowen, he, people call him a dirty player, but he was, you know, he was still a great guy in my opinion. So, it really is, it's, you know, that's how Pop was. And he, he he still teaches, you know. He even said, I think, last year he made a quote, like, the championships are great and all, but we got to teach life lessons on the team. So that's another thing I respect about Pop, you know. Always uh, always thinking about the, uh, the the team instead of, you know, just one person, which is a philosophy a lot of teams don't understand in the league. But I, I, believe it or not, as much as I don't appreciate the Warriors, you know, as much as I I'm not a big fan of them. They, the one thing they do have that a lot of people don't give them credit for. I do. I did watch some of the regular season games. You might think it's just, oh, take a three, but they do. They do pass the ball well. It, it should. It, it's the X's and O's people don't see while watching the game that make them, you know, on the highlight reel. Oh, they just took a three. You know, one pass, take a three. Now I've seen them. Play. It's not just that. It's it's definitely a system that. And Steve Kerr played for the Spurs, so he could he can learn from Pop in a way. So it, I can see it's very similar styles because Steve Kerr is kind of an X factor under you know Pop's wing. So it's kind of and definitely very, yeah he yeah. And last thing, and and anybody who plays the Spurs, like you don't see any rivalry. I mean, it's it's like you know we we shake your hand after the game, and there's no you know post game feud. It, there's no many, there's not many technical fouls with us. It's just we get our job done. If we lose, okay, we shake their hand. If we win, we just shake their hand in grace. You know that's how it, that's how it should be. And you're back to you. Definitely, yeah, and and like you said, Steve Kerr did come from that Spurs branch of personnel so i think that he's definitely replicating what popovich has done in san antonio for the warriors organization as well so as we wrap up here kt do you want to go ahead and uh, tell everyone again where they can find you online uh, your station over on anchor and anything else you would like to plug yeah sure no problem so the first thing i want to say is uh thanks for any listeners at the rebound nation for uh tuning in uh definitely supporting my man victor here uh, Victor, uh, I think you've been with me since, like, uh, pretty sure July 2nd. And I, I went on vacation, so I'm not 100% sure what happened in Summer League or not. But uh, definitely since I got back, things have been interesting. So thanks for the uh, cast tonight before I get to my shout. So thank you there. Uh, I want to say you can find me on Anchor. Uh, just, now, the funny thing, I actually am on, I'm online when you type in, like, the audio clipper on Anchor. You'll have you'll have 25 different names. I've changed my name about 25 different times. It's, 
It's not that I like the change. It's just it, it makes it more fun. Um, we have DJ KT, KT Homecoming. Uh, what else do we have? I think there was one time where I was just KT, Kevin Touch, the original. Uh, okay, KT, Anchor Tags, uh, KT, clap, clap for me or something. It's been crazy. But just uh, as long as you type in Kevin Touch or even just – you can just type in KT. It will come up, actually. I tried that one time while I was on vacation. Just to think no one was hacking my station, and no one was. So <laughs> that would be pretty funny. But, uh, I, you know, but uh, that's the only – actually, believe it or not, that's the only uh, form of social media I use. I'm, I'm actually a very private person, believe it or not. It doesn't seem like it. I, I have funny stories, but uh, especially in my day, I'm, I'm – I'm still, I'm still, you know, just graduated high school. But, yeah, I, I think I'm a former social media. But I do have a podcast, Touch Clutch Spinnings. Uh, you can either find that two ways. I, I actually found that. You can find it either on Player FM or Apple iTunes Podcast. And if you're an Android user, you could also just type in the Touch of Clutch Spinnings Podcast, and it'll come up with the opinion, the opinion app on my website. And you can just click on a web uh, play app. And, like I said, you could uh, definitely – you know, search whatever episode you like. I got 12 so far. I'm hoping to get about, I don't know, maybe 70 episodes before the year is out. That's a goal of mine, which it seems like a lot. But it's nice, nice. Yeah, most of my episodes are self-cast, but uh, if you want, Victor, I could save you a spot on the youth sports one if you want. I could definitely save you a spot. If you need that, would be, that would be amazing. Yeah, I'd be more than happy to help you out with that, man. Yeah, totally. That's probably going to be towards like a, probably towards the end of the year though because uh, I still got a lot of things to talk about and I got a, a really I, a really special interview it's uh it might be it might be actually I'm going to try to get uniquely common with my buddy Kevin Bergen you don't know him but he's he's a a marriage counselor I might get him on pretty soon but he uh, he's he's got a very uh he doesn't know anything about basketball he's got a very interesting taste so I, I got a, he's a talent seeker so I I kind of joke with it. I had him in my dream one time. Maybe if this guy was an NBA free agent scout, he'd be the best talent seeker in the game because the stuff he posts on Anchor is like, <laughs> his talent. So, I mean, it's funny stuff. But, uh, yeah, that's pretty much how you guys can find me. So you can either find me on Anchor or my podcast. That's pretty much it. Oh, I'm sure there's about 20,000 okay. tweeters. Okay. <laughs> Uh, it's no, it's no joke. Like, <laughs> I remember, I remember in uh, uh, middle school, they just make fake twitters about me. I'm like, yo, Kev, get on. That's when the Twitter game was starting to get real. I'm like, I, I don't care. You, you could do whatever you want, you know. And then it turned out they made like twenty five thousand fake twitters. So I just let it go. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Like, all, all right. All right. Great. All right. I'm out of here. <laughs> See you. And that's why. Uh, <laughs> But it's like one thing I'll say before I let you go. If someone like were to take like a social media post, I have absolutely no problem being in one. I, I don't care. I'll, I'll definitely, you know, if you want to, you know, Snapchat me or what? I don't care. It's fine. I just don't use it because I feel like I feel like I'm, I'm a better audio guy. You know, I feel like I like talking to people like this more phone conversations than you know over Snapchat or video. Now, podcasting, podcasting, you can make it into video. I actually had that option when I first started my podcast, the, the day after I graduated high school. It's funny, I made the podcast, and my friend texted me like, is this real? You actually made a podcast? I thought you were joking. I'm like, no, I made, I made a real podcast. He's like, how do you find me? Like, he, he, like that's, that's the difference with like some of these kids these days. They, they didn't even know what the podcast app was. I had a show with them on their phone. It's great. 
I'm like, oh, and then once they found out, they're like, oh, you're actually you're pretty good at the audio game, huh? I, I don't guess so. So, things that that's how things uh, started to fun. That's pretty cool. I, I actually before I got a lot of talk about, like I said, uh, actually on Anchor, I'm gonna have a new. I'm gonna be <laughs> kind of like a B and KT thing where I'm gonna talk about more of my uh, beginnings. It's pretty cool. It's uh, if you guys want to talk about your beginnings on my Anchor Station uh, Rebound Nation. Let me know if you got an inspirational story. I'm, i got a lot of great things planned for that. So I'll leave it with that. And uh, to give a famous Popovich answer, yes. Next question. <laughs> oh, great stuff, man. Yeah, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us here at The Rebound and on the Daily Rebound podcast where we're covering all 30 NBA teams in 30 days. So appreciate your insight, KT. And um, glad to talk to you about the Spurs, man. So hope you have a good rest of your day, and we'll definitely be talking to you soon. Yes, thank you, Victor. Thank you, Rebound Nation, for listening. Before you go, I wanted to say thank you for listening to the podcast. It would mean the world to me if you could take two more minutes out of your day to go on Apple Podcasts and leave an honest review. As always, if you like this episode, please share it with someone who you think would enjoy listening to a discussion about their favorite NBA team. And if you haven't already, please subscribe in the podcast player of your choice.